Welcome to the TikTok podcast sponsored by Tourette Ottawa. Listen in as your hosts Jimmy and Brandon discuss everything Tourette syndrome. You can show your support for the show by sharing it and most importantly, spreading awareness about Tourette syndrome. Before I jump into introducing today's guest, I want to remind you that the cure for Tourette syndrome is awareness. And the best way to do that and simultaneously support this podcast is to share it. Spread the word, generate awareness. You can send us an email at tiktokquestions at gmail.com. That's T-I-C-T-A-L-K questions at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for us to discuss on the show. And remember, the TikTok podcast is available on YouTube in video format. So tune in at TikTok podcast on YouTube. Welcome. I believe this is episode number... 17 i think so so 17 hours pretty much of, of yeah. us just rambling um we have a couple of things to talk about today but we'll probably end up just going on tangents a little bit um i wanted to quickly touch on in our last podcast one of the things that we said um on when we were talking about Tourette syndrome comorbidities was that um we were touching on the problem with people in Tourette syndrome and writing so like printing and um cursive writing penmanship i guess penmanship yeah and so a listener reached out and let us know uh which i did not know did you know that it was a um it had a a name and a real it was a real comorbidity yeah that's a good point so we're not doctors and we say uh everything out of the best of our knowledge but sometimes if uh we miss something we encourage people to let us know yeah so but so why don't you tell us about that and when you do it you know just to touch on what you just said too um we're not doctors right and we didn't know anything about this uh this comorbidity but um i may or may not even have that one (laughs) you know what i mean so like i'm yeah we're saying we're you know we're kind of brushing it off like it's nothing but at the same time um you know, based on the definition of it and stuff like it might, I think I have it. So it's not that I'm saying it's not real. Um, yeah. Just that I didn't know that that was a thing. And, that's and, and it's pretty like ours, our stance on a lot of things is it can seem like we're brushing it off, but what we're saying is like, you just have to get through it in order to be yeah. uh, successful in whatever you're doing. Like you have to figure out a way to make it happen. And and I guess what a lot of people do with this is they get a laptop and that's how they do all their writing. Good to go. That's a great solution. And that's like even one of those, you know, we were talking about note takers and stuff. If if that's when you need a note taker, uh, you know, that's totally fine. As long as you're going to class and actually, you know, doing the work still like yeah, I can see exactly I can see if if when I was in school if I had a note taker I would probably just wouldn't show up and then just get my notes yeah. sent to me right yeah. that's not really the that's not really like the um you know the spirit of the accommodation so that's kind of what I'm getting at like you know do you, if you you need help to get different things done that's um awesome yeah. you can get it but uh just don't take advantage of it and and, you know, yeah, I guess that could boil both of our perspectives down. Just don't take advantage of your accommodation. And anyway, so um, so the, the condition, the condition, I, it's a condition that exists outside of Tourette syndrome, but it uh, is commonly associated with Tourette syndrome, which is interesting. And I hope one day we get more insight as to where that's happening in the brain and like if they can follow the 
the chain down and figure out where, where exactly it's happening. So it's called dysgraphia. And a person with this specific learning disability, so it's classified as a learning disability, may have problems that include illegible handwriting, inconsistent spacing, poor spatial planning on paper, poor spelling, difficulty composing writing, as well as thinking and writing at the same time. So it's known as dysgraphia. So uh, there's a ton said, of other. Back to what I said, I just want to clarify, it's not something that I would be able to identify with. Because I don't, you know, the only thing that I have is just like, I have really sloppy yeah. handwriting because I go too quick and no one else can read it except me. Okay. Like, but that's all. So yeah. So it's not just, it's it. not just bad handwriting. Yeah. I don't have those other issues. So which is what I thought it meant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is the, so it's exactly like, so it's like, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're writing, um, and like at the end of the page, you're like jumbling up words and like going down the side or mm -hmm. just like. It seems, yeah, it seems like it's really a bit like a really complex issue with space, like you said, spatial recognition, spelling. Like I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the diagnosis process looks like of dysgraphia. Okay, I'm just going to look it up. So the diagnosis process is probably you have to meet a certain amount of those things because like a lot of, like we said, a lot of men have poor handwriting, but not a lot of men have... Um, because illegible handwriting is only one of the things that's on there. There's like ten other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. It's like it's like you're not you're not diagnosed with Tourette syndrome if you only have one tick. It doesn't count. Yeah. So dysgraphia can only be diagnosed by a, a clinical psychologist, and they give basically tests to your child. So they they test their fine motor skills, um, say by having them tapping their fingers in a certain way or uh, they give them a, a structure for writing and they have to follow it and they basically diagnose it that way. So anyway, thought that was interesting. I'm happy that uh, it was Aaron that reached out and uh, gave us a little education on it. Yeah, I'm just trying to find like, uh, you know, a, a journal article here about, uh, about it to find out like, you know, how prevalent it is in terms of its relation with Tourette syndrome. Um, it says high. It says studies have reported a high prevalence of children with TS having difficulties in academic performance. Okay, so that's not necessarily just writing. Um, no, but definitely not just writing. I'd say probably the majority of the uh, academic performance problems comes from other stuff. Yeah, parents. circumstantial evidence suggests children with TS experience challenges in handwriting that may be attributed to their tics. So that's also not the same thing. That would be more of, you know, you're, you're ticking, so you can't write properly, I would think. We'll have to look into that more. Um, yeah, like you said, maybe find out more about it. That was from the American Occupational Therapy Association, mm. by the way. Okay. Yeah, it would be, would be definitely interesting. Sorry for everyone listening. My dog in the background is freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> um, great training. So another thing that we wanted to talk about was a little bit about obsessive compulsion disorder, which is kind of one of your, is it your main comorbidity? I would say that um, anxiety probably would be. Okay. Pretty high anxiety. Um, it used to be depression too, but like that would be more when I was uh, younger, I guess. Um, I don't really feel depressed 
too often anymore, but mm-hmm. anxiety would be number one. But lately, lately, yeah, um, this OCD has been crazy. Um, especially, I guess, because of the time of year, right? It's like uh, school's starting again for kids and um, we're moving and it's like just a bunch of different stressful things happening yeah. all at once. And yeah. I think that's what's sparking it, but like, just uh, everything's irritating me you know like just the way that the tape gun you know when i'm trying to work with the tape gun to tape mm-hmm. the boxes i'll find myself you know taping the boxes three or four times uh to make sure that it's like perfect and it doesn't matter i know it doesn't matter you know mm-hmm. if it doesn't get perfect so I just get to irritated. somebody who doesn't have ocd like yeah so what does it feel like when you don't when you tape the box in like if you were forced to leave it wrong what would it feel oh, like it it's being... just like a it's like a it's for me it's more of an uh immediate feeling of like irritation and to explain that i don't really know how to it's like um well i mean everyone knows what irritation feels like so yeah yeah it's just like i just get really like God agitated it, you know <laughs> yeah yeah which is not like me I, I don't i'm not like that usually and and it's not like a big deal it goes away really yeah. quick but yeah. It's just, uh, I'm noticing it a lot lately. So it, are, is the main emotion associated with OCD irritation? Like, do you just get irritated when things don't, don't I mean, Is that what it is? For me, it seems like that's the case, but let's, uh, let's look it up here and see, um, see what goes on because I'm sure it's similar to Tourette's where everybody, um, feels differently um let's say i'm just curious as to whether people with obsessive compulsive disorder like if that is the you know what i mean the go no go factor where like it's triggering because irritation and anger are different like anger is generally sustaining it's not always like one and done it's usually like you're angry about something that's really you know relatively important but you recognize it's funny because you recognize the box isn't important, but you still get actually okay. right. Yeah. So I mean, this is something that I quickly see here. It's talking about OCD and people with OCD experiencing like rage and like anger and to the point where it's scary and they're, you know, it's throwing things and hitting and screaming and attacking people and stuff. Yeah. And that's not that's not the level that I experience this stuff. Like right. mine is uh I guess compared to that, very mild, but still there and like still annoying but yeah definitely not um like no one else would probably recognize recognize it in me other than if i'm sitting over there retaping the box swearing to myself like (laughs) then maybe they would just be like leave them alone for a minute like like, this guy just hates taping boxes yeah and it is annoying taping boxes okay so like aside aside from right now because you said your your OCD has gotten worse with the COVID nineteen pandemic, right? Yeah. Before that, what did it look like? Well, before that, I didn't really um, even even rec- even notice it or even recognize that it that I had it. Like maybe oh. here and there, I would feel those feelings, but not enough where I would put it all together to be like a condition or like something that this is happening a lot and I don't know why or like 
That's so crazy. It's just crazy to me because now you're the third person that I know that has had some sort of either exacerbation or just new symptom or new condition because of the COVID pandemic. And it's not obviously because of the COVID pandemic, it's because of the global stressor. Yeah, I think it's because of the uh, overall probably stress of, uh, you know, the world being in frenzy like this and unknown, but also I think it's, you know, localized too and the lockdown, like not being able to go out and do things for so long. And that was stressful, right? And a little bit of isolation, not so much for me, but I'm sure a lot of people experience that. Yeah. Which probably drove up their... I can't even imagine living in an apartment complex during the COVID pandemic, like how, how frustrating that would be. Like in terms of, um, isolation. Oh yeah. You know, just like a lot of people do live in, live in apartments and a lot of people, like I would personally be frustrated. I'm lucky I have a little bit of property and like live in relatively rurally and it doesn't feel like you're as isolated. Oh, because you, you can go outside and stuff? Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah. I can just go out the back door. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, anyway, I just, I, I, going off on a tangent, but I always feel that way. I feel for those people. And I can, I can imagine that yeah. there must have been an uptick in conditions. Because like we've had people comment and people tell me uh, personally that they've had um, new conditions or issues because of. Did you? No. Nothing. Nothing changed for me. It really didn't like feel like my life changed that much. I don't. I'm not like crazy social. I mean, the restaurants thing was a bummer. Um, But you know, my days are like walking, working out, playing guitar, reading. My days before that were the same thing. You know, Mm -hmm. working on my vehicle. Yeah, I mean, my when all this happened, my wife was. I guess by March, that's when it really happened, right? So she was already um, six months pregnant. Yeah. So we weren't doing much anyway. Like, uh, and then, you know, working from home. And for me, I didn't lose my job. Like I, it actually worked out sweet for me because I got to work from home. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually made it like kind of nice. And for a bit, it was actually less stressful for me because I, you know, I was saving money on parking and gas and I didn't have to drive. Like it was sweet. But when the winter came and stuff, uh, then it became really isolated, right? Because you can't go and see your family. I couldn't go for Christmas to see my family. It's cold. It's dark and cold, right? And we're like inside with a new baby. Like, so we're not sleeping. So it was like a lot of That's way more stressful than just the pandemic. Yeah. A lot of things added up to that and i think that's probably why it started mine started to get bad maybe in yeah like around christmas last year Mm. yeah and like what were you noticing i was noticing like uh you know i have i had a list i actually made a list because i I had to talk to my uh (laughs) psychologist about it i had to have like an emergency meeting with him and uh he asked me to kind of keep a note of what was going on this was and, then yeah you were like you don't know what's going on so you just wanted to get it sorted out kind of thing yeah because i didn't know why i was getting so uh 
so irritated. Let's see if I have this. Um, but I mean, it was basically like, okay, here, I, yeah, I've got this list. So it's so weird. Uh, like I would get really annoyed and I wrote this down for some reason, like when my uh, Bluetooth headphones would uh, like connect to the wrong device. Yeah. And I think that was more because the baby would be sleeping. I would be meaning to connect to my computer yeah. or something for a meeting and I'd be having a meeting at work and then it would disconnect and then the meeting would go loud and it would wake the baby and, and like I was just getting really frustrated I don't know why yeah. uh, and same with um so then for some reason before like eating dinner I had to have everything like ready on the plate properly like the cutlery had to be like ready to go everything and if, if I had to like get up to go and get shit like I just got really annoyed by it I don't know why it's not like that now and it and it was never like that before huh. it just for, for this little bit of time like before I talked to my doctor about it mm -hmm. uh newspapers being around I couldn't have any newspapers around me wow really that's because crazy the, because the smell was like driving me nuts couldn't touch them couldn't sm smell them like and I could smell I, I knew there was a newspaper like at the other side of the room I could tell and I just had to get rid of it. It's so weird. Got a good nose. Oh man. And then and then right, That's hand brutal. washing. Hand washing, uh especially because of like the baby and COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you know, baby like baby like puke and everything sticky and like it's just babies, right? And so mm -hmm. I was just like constantly washing my hands after I touched anything. And I don't know why. Like um you had so getting, many stressors going on. It sounds like it was yeah, like control. I was getting really irritated by people in the grocery store walking down the aisle against the arrows. Yeah. <laughs> I was like driving me nuts. Like I didn't, I, I never said anything because like, I don't, I didn't really care, but it was like in my head driving me nuts. I don't know why. So it sounds like, yeah, it's not like a personal care. It's more like a, like a, it not being right it's not fitting yeah. it's not a square yeah. peg in a square hole it's a square peg in a round hole and you're like this doesn't mm -hmm. work yeah so i said I, I you know i made this little note like i said this is all from uh this note is from april of uh this past like 2021 april so, okay i don't know like six months ago uh and then i said I, I made a little note here and I said, it's not anger, um, but it's a feeling of anxiety or um, I get annoyed or upset in my head is what I wrote. Huh. So, How does it angry. feel? How did it feel physically? Like, were you, uh, did you warm up when it happened? Like, would you get like, Oh man, I, I couldn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just fired up. I don't know. Like, in my head, like if I, I would just be like, what the fuck? Like I would see these people walking and I would just want to like. Yeah. Change oh, the direction that they're walking. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I don't know. It was weird. And yeah, I, it's that's one of those things, right? You don't, you don't know if that's just what everybody experiences during a time like that. Like it's happening again with the uh, uh, protests, uh, you know, outside of hospitals and stuff. Like I'm getting really it's it's like this feeling of like not being able to control or, or like you want to change something and you can't. Like yeah. Kind of, it's a little bit 
Can you suppress it? Yeah. I mostly do. I don't ever act on it. Like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't mean like acting on it. I mean, like, uh, like say you're in your car and your kid's sleeping, like, can you like keep composed or is it like overwhelming and you have to like, fuck? No, no, I can, I can, I can just breathe. Like, you know, just because I'm aware of it happening. Like, it's not like a, something that I'm not aware of. So because I'm aware of it, I can, I can just take a second and calm down, take a breath and, you know, hopefully it goes away. Like the feeling of like what I'm actually annoyed about doesn't go away, but yeah, the, like the, the, and the initial like urge, the urge to get mad. Yeah. Kind of goes away. So you've had two like kind of major episodes. Um, do you notice now there's anything that helps you um, like, like now, since you're in one, do you notice that there's anything that helps you? Oh yeah. Um, so you mean just like episodes, <laughs> like episodes being like times of like stress, increased mean, stress or something. Periods of time where you're super like, cause it's not like it's coming out of nowhere. It's, it's yeah. like an episode of, of extreme things. stress where mm-hmm. like in anybody would be extremely stressed. And probably most people would be more irritable during that time, right? Like no one's just like, yeah, yeah. no one's running through a, a field of, <laughs> of meadows or a meadow yeah. uh, when they're in their head, when they're super stressed, you know, it's like if somebody, if, if you're have a family member that's passing or, you know, a global pandemic, or you have a thousand things going on, like you do right now, you're stressed. So like, yeah. What, and that's is the there anything too. all of, all of those things happen too. Like yeah. during the pandemic, my, my grandfather died too. And like the baby was born and then like, it just so many things <laughs> in the last I, year. I just, I, I was talking to my, to my fiance about how many things you have going on. I was just laughing. It's like, just so many things it's a lot working full time in school, the kids, like, so that makes sense to me. Like, it makes sense that, that that's why you're having a, th- uh, I called it an episode. Like it's a period of time where you're super stressed, but what I'm asking is like, is there anything that you do um, that you could do on like a minute to minute, hour to hour basis that can help you? Well, yeah. I mean, even just now, because I was um, this morning packing and uh, starting, you know, starting to notice like, yeah, like you said, like get just think, you know, starting to get a little hot, like um, not necessarily angry or something, but like getting a little hot, maybe a little more irritable. And so we just went, you know, we just got back from a walk we took a walk me and the baby and my wife back down the trail and that's great once once i come back like i feel great once i'm out there i feel great mm-hmm. so yeah it's not yeah, it's walking not, getting outside yeah getting outside it's it's i mean it's not it's not a constant feeling either right like it's just it you know i guess it only happens i don't know a few times like really a day okay you know what i mean yeah you know it's not like it's uh something that's constantly going on or Mm. yeah it's one of those things that i literally have no i don't understand so i'm just probing in trying to ask you like what it is because like so you said you said only happens a few times a day that's new i thought it was like all the time 
No, I mean, I think like it depends, but yeah, like it's, it's not, um, and it, yeah, it depends. Some days are good. Some days are bad. Right? It depends on what's going on. But um, lately, like I said, just because of the increased stress, like different things, but um, for the most part, like if I'm at work, it never happens. Like I, I never, never, it doesn't, doesn't happen at work. No. Like I've never, I never get like that feeling with my colleagues um, or anything like that, or even wow. the work I'm doing. Like, it's just, it seems like it's, it's really only when I'm uh, on my own trying to do something. I don't know. Doing something monotonous. I guess, probably. yeah. Cause like yeah. when you're at work, you're focused and you're, something's important, you know, what about when you're playing guitar? No, I mean, that was, I always actually, um, you know, guitar was kind of nice because you're expected that, that you're going to, you know, things are going to go wrong. You're going to screw up, whatever. Like I, I, I just love guitar. It's, it's pretty therapeutic. You make mistakes while you play? Mark? Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause it, otherwise, you know, you're just uh, practicing the same stuff you already know. You got to push yourself. Of course, I mess up on things that I know too. Here, let me I'll, I'll, let me show let me show you something. Show one, something. one thing, quick. I'm not I'm not gonna play. Well, you've kind of hyped it up. No, it feels like you're oh, gonna play. I'm not gonna play. I'm going to. Uh, this it, and it's only because I'm moving here, so I've got. Like, like, this is just right here. Just quick. It's a little dusty, actually. This one's been hanging up on the wall for a bit. Oh, that's a nice guitar, man. That's that's my uh, my SG. But um, beautiful. I also like I have an acoustic that I that I mostly play. Yeah. This one's been hanging up for a while because I need to fix the, the pickup on it. But, yeah, that's okay. uh, that's my beauty. I bought this. I bought this in um, 2003. Holy and, smokes! It looks I, I, freaking amazing. Serial number. It was made in uh, 1990. Okay. So that's my uh, show and tell. Good old Gibson. That's my show and tell for the day. I would uh, I would get my guitar, but first of all, it's about 150 bucks, and I've just beat the crap out of it. Like the like it's owned me money for the last year, and so it's looking rough. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we got it. We should get together and play. So, you've never experienced any uh, sort of OCD stuff at all, like that you can identify. Well, when I was first diagnosed with Tourette's, yeah. So when I was like nine or 10, I would do things like flicking lights on and off a certain amount of times. Uh, okay. Um, but it only happened for a very short amount of time, like less than a year. And um, been a habit since then. Honestly, I haven't really experienced any of the comorbidities other than like not, not outside of the realm of what a, like a normal amount of each of those things. Because everyone feels depression, anxiety, mm right? Everyone feels those things at some point. Mm -hmm. Like if your family member, close family member dies, you're going to be a little bit depressed. Well, that's where it, like, it gets so, how do you know? Like it gets so weird to me to know like what's, uh, you know, within the range of a normal yeah. experience of these things and what. Well, like there's is, even things like 
um, what's it called? It's like a failure. They, they diagnose people who have failure adjustment disorder, I think it's called. So like adjustment disorder is when like, say you get a new job and you went from a physical to a sedentary job and you're having a hard time adjusting and it's giving you like anxiety or depressive thoughts. Like that's even a thing, but it, and it just takes like, I think it, it's chronic, whatever it is, it has to be like chronic and recurring and have patterns. I don't know mm. for sure. Because I mean, even like, yeah, I guess because they do the studies that, you know, however many people with Tourette syndrome, like maybe experience, uh, anxiety more often or something but like i don't know that mine is connected like maybe it is but maybe like that's just how i would get anyways right yeah like i yeah. don't know it's weird it's weird that way uh, yeah so basically i'm just looking it up right now and for both of them anxiety and depression it's it's really what happens is like it's a discussion and um and they make sure it's not the symptom of another condition or another circumstance in life. So like, mm -hmm. it's, it's really just discretion of a, of a psych. It sounds like, so it's like you have diagnosed depression or, or anxiety disorder. And for sure, like there's a normal amount, but I feel like the normal amount of those things is, is seldom. Like that's, I'm lucky. Uh, that's kind oh, of yeah. what I have. I have like very rare, rarely I'll be anxious. I'm almost never anxious it's really nice <laughs> i remember when i used to be when i was younger i was anxious a lot like 16 17 and i was really anxious all the time um and i would always be like like i wish this would go away and it went away when i was like 19 maybe 18 19 like and by going away i literally mean like i almost never get anxious so that's really nice that's the opposite for me, like I, I remember when I was a kid, I used to get really anxious, but then, um, high school, like that time in my life, like I was just not, not anxious at all. Just kind of coasted through, like, you know, did whatever, no worries. Yeah. Um, mostly same with university, like other than the, you know, there were some, some times, but it was more like afterwards that, once I started working, uh, I started to get real anxious. And now it's like, um, and maybe it's a bit OCD too, but like if, I, if I'm like writing an email, it, like I'll read the email like 10 times before I send it. Yeah. And maybe that's, maybe like that's, you know, a good I mean, thing. it sounds like, <laughs> like, oh yeah. I mean, it sounds like, I was going to say that actually, I was going to say like that probably I could probably do that sometimes. I could probably afford yeah, to read my emails an extra couple times. Yeah, but sometimes it gets a little crazy. Like uh, sure. at my previous job, at my previous job, there was this one uh, lawyer that I worked for um, that, you know, I didn't really, we didn't really see eye to eye, I guess. And I would write an email to that person and it would sit there um, on my screen all afternoon. I would just go to other things before I could actually just say, you know, fuck it, or sorry, just say, you know, okay. whatever, screw it, screw it, and just yeah. and press the send button, right? I've yeah. read this email a hundred times. I'm just like, I know this person, like, I just stressed out about this person, and 
Huh. I would just say, I would have to like build myself up to send an email. Like it's crazy. That's definitely something, whether it's anxiety or OCD, like that's outside of the yeah. realm of norm, normalcy, I think, right? Yeah, 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 I would think so. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't happen anymore. That was, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting what it, what, we've basically spent the whole episode talking about OCD, but like, it's just interesting to me what, um, what brings it on and like what stuff it's about, like the newspaper thing. That's just like, what? That's out of left field. Cause it seems like everything else is like, kind of makes sense. Like if a box isn't packed properly, it's like, okay. If your knives and fork aren't on the table properly, it's like, yeah, that's like, it should be cause it'll help things out. But like the newspaper thing, it's like, why does that matter? The newspaper thing actually has, it's not just like all of a sudden out of the blue, it started happening. That's been going on for like many years for me, mm. but like intensified. And it's the smell. I, yeah. And the, and I, you know what I think, I honestly think it's like probably associated to my brother had a paper route growing up. And like one time in the summer, it was like so hot and I had to do it for him because he was busy. Okay. So, I was like, <laughs> so I was like sweating. Right. And I had like the newspapers and they were like, the ink was getting all over the place and then because of my Tourette's right so this is one of the one of the things that I used to do when I was that age about 10 years old um I like if I was playing a video game I would always go and my my sis my siblings would make fun of me for this all the time because this was before I knew right but I would be playing a video game and I'd be so focused and I would do this tick where it would be like I would rub the hair out of my face even though there, there was no hair in my face right like I'd rub the hair out of my face um I would like rub my eyebrows like this squeeze my nose like like to do that with my nose almost itch it and then like yeah. pull on my shirt and pull on my shirt and then get back like to this like yeah, this so like I, I used to have that tick yeah like that so i would do all this really quick like as i'm playing right like over, yeah. and, over and over again and constant and then um so i but uh, when i had this paper route or i was doing this paper route i was doing <laughs> that i was doing that right and i was so sweaty and, and had this ink all over my hands so i'm yeah. rubbing newspaper ink in my eyebrows, on my face, all over my nose, all over my shirt. I like get home, I'm covered in newspaper ink. And I think the smell, like I think it just ingrained. Like trauma. Yeah, like some sort of- It's like people who get into an accident while like- Stress disorder. Yeah, yeah, it's like you got some trauma there. (laughs) Newspaper trauma, yeah, man. (laughs) Serious, serious stuff. Oh my God. I'm happy we can I, laugh about it though, because like to this day I can't read a newspaper, bro. Like I have never been able to. <laughs> I'm serious. That sucks. That's uh, that's traumatizing, man. I could see how like and whether it's the whether it's OCD that makes <laughs> me feel that way about it, or if it's just because of like that day or that experience. And we were like by ten Tourette's. years old. We t- Either way, it was caused old. by Tourette's because it was the yeah. ticks making me rub it all over me. So don't blame it man that um that is unfortunate but also funny <laughs> yeah, i mean thank god for like iphones and tablets now i can actually read news read yeah, yeah. seriously dude that's funny because you said the tick where you used to um wipe the hair out of your eyes yeah. so when i was uh 10 to 14 i went through a phase where i had long hair it was like long and I would always do this. I would like swipe my hair with yeah. my head and then do that to the side nonstop. And uh, that 
it gave me headaches when I was that age. Yeah, it gave me no, headaches. I, I used to, I used to have quite. Um, let me see if I can find a photo. I used to have quite the hair too, and uh, it would cause me. As if I show you, if I can find this picture, you'll see it caused a lot of problems because, um, it would yeah, it would make me shake my head around like crazy, like it was big. It was like, <laughs> oh god, look at this. Whoa, dude. <laughs> My big afro, yeah. Holy crap. You had an afro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah That's insane. Yeah, man. I was not expecting that at all. An afro. That was in... For in bro, you had an afro. In high school. And that was natural, bro. Like, that wasn't any perm, like, in the 70s. You know what I mean? That was... <sighs> that was unbelievable. I was not expecting that. I was expecting you to have like kind of goth hair, you know? No, no, that was it. Um, but yeah, so that would get always get in my face. Like I would be jumbling it around, like moving it around like crazy. Yeah, I'd be doing that too. I think anybody I would shave be. Shave it off. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, even when I had, I went from long hair to short hair. I still did that take for a while. Yeah, but I mean, I still do. I still do, right? I do this like head shake still, not necessarily because yeah. of my hair, right? But just yeah. yeah. Well, do you have any? Yeah. You don't have any high school photos of your hair? Like you got to show, you got to show something. No, I don't have any on my phone. I wouldn't have any on my phone. Um, actually, I might. Like that's gonna be out on the internet now. It's gonna be yeah. That honestly, that was. Uh, seriously impressive I, I can find one just give me one second i don't even know like man back then let's like i think i was actually in uh maybe grade eight for that picture so did we even use the internet yet how old were you <laughs> what much. year was it uh when i was Wait. in grade eight oh, how old are you in grade eight 13 uh I think 12 or 13. So that, so I guess that would have been uh, 2002. Okay. So. Yeah, I think the internet, yeah, the internet was, it was. The kicking. internet was around, yeah. Wasn't dial used for much maybe? though. Was it dial up? Yeah, it would have been like the transitionary period between normal or dial up I and I, I used, high speed. I used MSN Messenger a lot. Oh yeah, I used MSN Messenger all the time. That was the best. Were you uh, of age for what was that? ICQ. MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Uh, I didn't have an account. My brother had an account. His band. Okay. And I actually found um, his MySpace page recently. Yeah. The, the recordings that they had on there. It was brutal like it, wow we, we always thought it was so good right like at the time yeah like what kind of recordings i think they were um cassette recordings nice it was like the That's beaver like, looking hair yeah exactly you know? yeah that's nice that's fresh i had um, fresh hair yeah. that's what that's what i would, I had fresh out, hair and, and yeah, I, would get, I, I would have wings 
that's yeah after my after that afro before i went into high school and, and cut that off i had just had like the like the, the wings like the surfer kind of look yeah. you wear a hat uh i didn't wear a hat in high school mm. um, that's funny because the hat i'm wearing now i don't ever wear hats like this i like to have hats that are curved because i I always I like wear straight ones like a, yours, but except this one. This is my first curve one. I like to have I'm hats that are curved. Now. Yeah, yeah, you got to start curving your hat more. The older your kids get, get the more curved your. I get to do a lot of different things now that I'm a dad. I get to like wear sandals everywhere I go, and adaptable. Tuck my shirt in if I want. Did you know that Dad Bod has actual science behind it? No, I didn't. You know, know that. So no, um, I forget. It, it's a, in preparation for the baby and for having to exert more energy as a parent, um, or something, or something, something like that. Something about parenting being more demanding and stressful in your life. Your body, like physiologically, holds on to more fat, and it's your your basal metabolic rate goes down. So it's some sort you. of. Uh like evolutionary like yeah exactly yeah like sorry, that's pretty cool it's, like, it, it's a that. it's a chemical evolutionary adaptation that happens when a, a woman gives off pheromones when she's pregnant and these pheromones send a signal to whatever is in the dad's brain genes that sparked this thing that reduces their basal metabolic rate Cool. And then after the baby's born, that goes away, I imagine. Because I don't, I don't know. Because since don't like know. since this guy's been born, I've lost like almost 15 pounds. Dude, uh, like, I wonder if that's why. <laughs> like, yeah. And I haven't done anything different. Like I just yeah. you know, I still work out just as much and eat the same. Like what? So that's definitely it. I mean, yeah, like, okay, maybe I work out. A little bit harder just because it's like summertime and i'm not as tired and stuff but yeah not really like not enough to change that much so yeah i don't know yeah that's interesting though really related to Tourette syndrome too so it's good that our podcast is like is staying to <laughs> staying to the topic i mean we talked about ocd most of the time but we'll probably we'll it's, probably it's kick ours. it off there it's our podcast we can talk about whatever we want Talk hockey, talk about whatever we want. As long as we, so as long as we say the word uh, Tourette syndrome. The last thing I had on my notes here was, um, I mean, we, we just talked about it enough, but it was about the importance of just. I like to to remind people of this, and I, I because I think people walk over it in their brain um, and they exempt themselves from it. Because I personally know lots of people uh, and families with Tourette syndrome that don't exercise enough and if you don't do yeah because it will yeah. help tremendously yeah it will and it'll help um if even if it's uh the kids like if they're if they're younger kids i feel like um a lot of the especially like the anxiety and and stuff that might spark um ticks could be like a result like from the parents like if you get you know pick up vibes from your parents that stress you out yeah um that's a really good point like if your parents are um depressed or 
upset like you know maybe that causes something i'm this is all just anecdotal i have no idea well i mean but, the um, people around you are anxious and stressed makes you more stressed yeah and and especially as a kid right so as a parent yeah. too go and work out and like just you know healthy active lifestyle too and that could even help the kid just them seeing you do it and trying you know and maybe following along teaching them that'll teach them the habits too so 100 percent. top top down yeah definitely there. yeah definitely it's just like uh you know what an airdyne is or an assault bike you know what that is okay so it's this machine that's uh chain driven and it it has a fan that connects to oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a pulley and yeah anyway so uh, it, it's combinating resistance and it's because there's a fan that you're driving with, with the bike and you use your hands and legs. It's exhausting. It's the hardest exercise, yeah. like cardio machine. And the harder, the harder you go, the harder it, the harder it gets of the air resistance, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, um, using that for five minutes, as hard as you can go, will pretty much cure any mental disorder that you have going on because mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know i can't dive into the the science of of 100 physiologically why it's it's calming you down but it like it just it's a reset for your brain and so like not just physical activity but also like not just walking but also like pushing yourself like constant mm -hmm. like every day exertion. or every couple of days exerting yourself and choosing to suffer through like something difficult physically is very beneficial yeah absolutely yeah. it's and it's you know it's it's a sometimes it's a mental struggle just to get yourself on the bike right but um afterwards it's definitely like um you'll feel the effects immediately yeah um and nobody i mean this isn't a surprise to anybody everybody knows that activity is healthy and like you got to do it Right. If we so, say it more, people are going to start doing it. I swear. Oh yeah. I mean, especially when it, like it comes to Tourette's, like mine, uh, is essentially non-existent. Like if I work out, when I work out later today, um, I'm not going to feel any of those OCD symptoms anymore. For the yeah. Day. I'm not going to feel any stress. Like the only reason I know that I got it this morning was because I was up at five, and I didn't want to be up at five. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. when you start like you're tired and you're, you're doing this stuff like it get gets you but once you, yeah. you know, get into your day and work out and do everything you need to do yeah keep your routine going and like that's yeah. kind of like a cure you know a temporary cure for sure totally man all right let's call it thanks for talking all right thanks man another great episode of the books we hope you enjoyed the show if you enjoyed the podcast remember to share it we have merchandise available in the form of t-shirts with lots planned for the future. You can head to Tourette.ca or Tourette.org to find your local chapter in the Canada or the United States. And you can email us at tiktokpodcast at gmail.com if you have any topics, comments, or questions for us to discuss. Thanks for listening.